Welcome to the Queen Player, a lifestyle podcast. Get inspired by our latest tips and information about small business, entrepreneurship, natural hair, travel, food, and even relationships. Stay tuned for another great episode. I am your host, Renee Patrice. Hey, you guys, welcome back to my podcast. Um, As always, thank you so much for tuning in. I've been taking a break from podcasting. Um, You know, as you all know, we're in the middle of this COVID-19 global pandemic. And some of you know that my aunt and uncle were battling COVID uh, since probably about the beginning of March. My aunt is on the mend. She has been sick for a while, but she is coming back around, eating again, feeling better. She was very weak uh, for several, several weeks, almost a month. And so she's kind of coming back around. Unfortunately, my uncle... Uh, my uncle Clarence did not make it. He had underlying condition uh, conditions happening with his heart, and also he was battling Alzheimer's, dementia, and he unfortunately did not make it. He passed away April twentieth, and. It has been a lot to deal with, you know, all of everything that's been going on. You try to find the lighter sides of things, you know, just to kind of keep you going. Um, The fact that you can't be with family, you can't just hop on a flight and travel, can't have a funeral. Um... They were in New York, so New York, of course, is the absolute epicenter of all this right now uh, in the country. So it is very, it's it's a very scary time. But I, in the middle of all of that, of course, we know life is still moving. You know, people, essential workers have to work people, you know, have to live their life, you know, and since all of this has happened, um, right before this, actually, uh, here in Georgia, there has been a story brewing about a young man who was out jogging in the middle of the day. We weren't on lockdown yet in Georgia at the time. I don't think there was a stay in order at that time. I think the stay in order came in place in March. Um, but we were self-quarantining or started the process of self-quarantining and COVID became, you know, a big thing. Kind of third, fourth week of February going into the beginning of March when this incident took place. Young man is jogging in his neighborhood, maybe a couple blocks over from where he lives and two men pursue him on the road in their cars 
there seemed to be um, that the video from the incident has now surfaced in the last day or so. And according to what they gave their account of this young man having brutally attacked them, which is why they shot and killed him, was the original story. Now, since I don't know who leaked the video, I don't know who had the original video, I don't know all the details of that, but the video is now going viral all over social media. And it is quite disgusting. And that's that's being kind. But I wanted to I really don't I really don't want to put my personal anger into it, so I'm just going to read a piece that I wrote about the situation. And then I'm just going to let that be this podcast. Because I know a lot of people, you know, when you, when you write, I, you know, I've, folks know I've written for different publications and, you know, spoke and been interviewed for things. And people often ask my opinion on things, which I greatly appreciate that people even think my opinion even matters. I, I just... I think that's amazing, and thank you so much for that. But there are some times when I really don't want to put my personal feeling on it because I know I can be, I don't want to be, I don't want to be in an ugly space about it because I have to get up every day and be there for myself and for my family. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to be in an ugly space, but I'm definitely um, completely disturbed by this. Uh, Much like the Trayvon Martin case, much like the Mike Brown case in St. Louis. And, you know, like this just keeps on happening. And it's so hurtful to me, like the life of black people and I got, you know, I got, and I just can't say just black people, just the life of black people and brown people is just, it's a commodity. Like it could be traded for anything. It's not important. It's not, um, it's just, man, I, I don't, I don't even have the words really. It's, it's just like, it doesn't, it just doesn't matter. You know, this is where Black Lives Matter was born out of because of things like this. When we as the black community say black lives matter, it doesn't mean that other lives don't matter. It just means that we matter too. We matter as well. So when you see things like this, an unarmed man jogging in his neighborhood where he should feel safe. And for two citizens, one who I will say was former law enforcement and an investigator for the DA's office in Brunswick, Georgia. So let's say that first. 
to see these two people pursue this man as if they have the right not only to stop and detain him, but to shoot him dead in the street in the middle of the broad daylight. And you are telling your story as if you were fearing for your life. And now the video clearly, it doesn't just show the moment of when things happen. It shows the guy jogging and them waiting for him to pass their truck. And you open fire on this man like some rabid dog or animal coming at you. And that's just not the case. Matter of fact, the video clearly shows him going around the truck to get away. Because the truck stopped in the middle of the street and he was like, oh no, I'm going to go around and get out of this situation. And it's just incredible to me that you think you have the right to even do these sort of things. Now, Georgia is a stand your ground state. So you can just say, oh, if you felt threatened, I felt for my life. That you can just this this cowboy lawlessness that's going on. Like, again, I don't want to put my personal anger into it. So with that said, I'm just going to read the piece that I posted on my Facebook and give a website of where you can join this, um, you know, collective protest and keep track to make sure that justice is served. So I wrote earlier today, if you have seen the video, stop asking ridiculous questions like what he was doing to get shot. We have witnessed countless killers like Dylan Roof murder an entire prayer group at a church that welcomed him in only to turn around and unleash a killing spree. Still, there was a way to take him away in handcuffs, unscathed. I always try to stay middle of the road with certain things because it is what you are taught in journalism and media. Don't really insert your opinion, just give the facts. This is murder. Ahmad Arbery was jogging and hunt down, period. I'm not going to post the video because it's desensitizing to us as black people. Violent deaths are not something anyone should be used to seeing. It should be shocking any time that a life is lost in this way. Although I understand that posting the disturbing video gives context, you can use Google and see the entire video for yourself. It's even more disturbing that the two people who hunted Ahmad down were a father and son. The father is a former police officer and retired investigator for the DA's office in Brunswick, Georgia. Here we are again. The video contradicts the account of these two men 
the account that they gave of being brutally attacked by an unarmed man jogging. In addition to this, no arrests have been made, and it's been over two months since this took place. However this video got leaked, I'm glad that it did, even if it shows what most of us feared. Well, what can we do? First, we can sign this petition. Let's start there. It helps to show public outrage and support for Ahmad's family. This website runs down all the facts and also has information to call officials. There has to be justice served because when you can't jog in your own neighborhood during a pandemic, where can you be safe? Connect with me on social media at Onyx Queen Media. Feel free to email me info at onyxqueenmedia.com. Talk to you guys soon. Bye.